I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Small businesses bring Utah together. They inspire goodness and connect communities. These are their stories from Mighty Main Street, brought to you by the Utah Office of Tourism and Visit Salt Lake. Here's our host, Chris Redgrave, on KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Mighty Main Street is a business show about our small businesses in Salt Lake County and the state of Utah. These extraordinary business owners share their journeys of how they're thriving in today's business environment. Visit Salt Lake and Utah Office of Tourism make this program possible. I have Mary Blito Lindsay, owner of Everything Utah, and I'm excited to talk to Mary about this wonderful business that she has right now because we need the support. And Everything Utah is a great idea because we have so many amazing things going on in the state of Utah. Mary, welcome to Mighty Main Street. You were brought to us by Visit Salt Lake. They asked us to give you a call. Thank you. That's an honor. I appreciate that very Ab- much. Absolutely. So where did you come up with the idea of Everything Utah? Where did you get this inspiration, Mary? I've seen the the vision of um, presenting much of what Utah has to offer under one roof, um, knowing the proximity to the airport that many people just get to kind of dip their toe in when they come to town and to be able to share much of what's available and a, a bit about the culture, the history, the now and the becoming is what we like to say we share. And I thought it was a perfect location to be able to share everything Utah. You know, that makes so much sense to me. And it's interesting you say that because I do a lot of work with Visit Salt Lake, and they carry products in their visitor center. And it's just amazing some of the stuff that we have. Give us an idea of some of the beautiful vendors and people that you're featuring or who you're working with, and maybe some of the new products that you discovered. We have a good number of local artists who contribute to our offerings. Those were developed by just um, reaching out to those who had created lovely things and offered them an opportunity to present them in the store and there's great pride in that most often there's someone who's out contributing in another way we've got a physical therapist who makes some beautiful woodworking products for us we have someone who works for the federal government who does the artistry for us we have got lovely you know artisan um, chocolatiers who have their own little storefronts we have a great opportunity of having them share with us those lovely delights so that people can get an idea of the the flavors as well as the feel and the offerings of Utah. Mary, I'm so glad you brought up chocolate because I happen to adore it like so many millions of people around the world. Don't you think it's very interesting and actually totally cool that we become this chocolate capital? Yes, it's wonderful. Chocolate's such a wonderful endorphin producing treat and it's so wonderful on the taste buds just with all the other richness around here it's just a beautiful fit like 
like a fine glass of wine, a fine piece of chocolate will enhance your experience. How did that happen? How did the Chocolatiers discover Utah? Because I kind of remember hearing about it. And it's been, I would say, probably in the last couple of decades. Is that about right? Yeah, and I can't I can't speak to that. Someone um, from a local chocolatier um, would be a perfect person to answer that question. I can only tell you that I've enjoyed the results and <laughs> appreciated the, the research and energy and um, efforts that have gone into creating it. Boy, isn't that the truth. Now, what about the honey? I mean, for instance, every time I go into shops and they feature some of our Utah products, I see honey. Tell us about our honey making and all of our beekeepers that we have in Utah. The honey actually goes back to the original name of the territory, Deseret. Deseret having um, been a word from the translation of the original Book of Mormon, to my understanding. Um, The believers believe that that was translated from an ancient form of Egyptian. And in that language, Deseret meant land of the honeybee, land of the honeybee, one of a cooperative community, one um, where individuals work in a direction to create harmonious experience while being productive, industrious. So that's where that came from. And then what's not to love about bees? So, of course, with with the beekeeping, that came later. I think as everyone began to appreciate the demise of the population of the bee, we see a lot of that. But the honey has always been something that represented that industrious community, the, the results of that industry as a representation of the land of the honeybee, the beehive state. The I, beehive state. In, in my research, that's what I've come up with. Right. I've heard the very same thing. Are the bees, are we past the bee challenge right now, or are we still challenged with our bee population? Again, I'm not an expert on that. I can only tell you what I read and that there is tremendous support for those who are farming their own bees and appreciation for that because they're such a vital contributor to our ecosystem. We're all for that. My understanding is that's one out of every four spoonfuls of food that we eat have some type of connection to bee and pollination. So it's kind of critical. Actually, it's very... All the more reason to honor the bee, right? <laughs> honor the bee. I'm glad that we're the beehive state. I'm very proud of that. Tell me about some of the artists that you have on board and that you're featuring. I mean, do you have actual art like oils and watercolors and stuff along those lines? We do. I, I went into creating the store with the intention of offering what I call attainable art. Art is so lovely and enriches the experience in our home, and for, for some to rule it out because of cost, I thought there was an opportunity there with um, local artists within a very economic price range to be able to share their work and with that some energy um, that honors the, the state and the, the artistic contributions of those who create here. And with that, we have, you know, we have a lower price point than many of the galleries, which we pride ourselves in and still a beautiful quality of piece. And there's a place for everyone. What a wonderful term, attainable art. That makes so much sense. I still have a piece of art that my niece made when she was a kid up on the wall. An exciting way of connecting with an experience, you know, that's important to you, whether it be through someone else's eyes or experience or something you've experienced and create and, you know, share it on the wall or in the form of a sculpture, just to be able to capture that and and, and create it through your own energy and, and talents is it's such a gift, especially to um, be able to enjoy that in your home. And everybody deserves that. Where are you located? Where's everything Utah? We're located at 311 South State Street. So don't forget about State Street when you're talking about Main Street, Chris. <laughs> uh, isn't that the truth? Mighty State Street. That That's my next show. I, that's a, you thank you so much for that. That is a actually a great point. Uh, that sounds like a really cool location. Are you getting good traffic? And I know that we've had... I know we're dealing with COVID, and so I'm hoping that you had some local support. But uh, what type of traffic are you getting or or that you hope to start having again? 
Well, I will tell you that I have felt the love and um, enjoyed the support of locals throughout this this past year in a way that is unprecedented. We have been in business for three years, and we opened with the intention of giving locals the opportunity to enjoy, benefit by, and support our own identity while giving visitors an authentic immersion. That's what we're all about. And locals have enjoyed, and the greatest compliment is having locals bring their guests because then we get double the opportunity to accomplish our goal. Locals coming in through the holidays and digging deep to um, make purchases that um, they might not typically make and support the artisans in the store, support my business as it grows, um, as it, it is it is to me a contribution to the community and with the support that I've gotten from the individuals in all, all parts of Utah, people come from all over to, co- to go to the store. And it's a joy to share and see them connect with certain aspects of their past, things that touch upon their childhood, and and then have them want to support. I've even had folks offer a bit more than I was charging during this past season. And that's locals and visitors. Now, it's not a lot. We're still working hard like everybody else. But I will tell you that the appreciation for the importance of small business and the vibrancy that it creates and the representation that small business can give to the community, to to visitors, and, and to give locals the opportunity to represent as a gift is such a joy. It's such a joy. And I felt the appreciation, experienced the support um, economically, as well as through kind words, gestures. It was amazing. Mary, do you think that we have developed a deeper appreciation of small business with all the with the small business grants and the CARES Act and all the money that's gone out to support small business? Do you think that's changed us, given us a mindset change? I believe a deeper appreciation has developed and um, that has a, a positive result. Um, as we move into post-COVID days, which I know are coming soon, um, it's important to keep the appreciation for small business at the forefront of our purchases um, because of the fact that we, we do put a face to the community for those who come, and it gives those in the community an opportunity to have a face, to enjoy representation, to share their creations. And I think that, um, it you know, I don't want it to get put aside once it's more convenient to just press a button and, and, and buy online because there's joy in those human interactions, tremendous joy and friendships and um, beautiful things that result from that. So your online sales, and that obviously maybe took off this past year, so are they doing well? Our online sales uh, don't um, compare to what happens in the store. It has been a privilege to have supportive individuals help me to create that online resource because there are some who have wanted things delivered to their hotel, for example, or needed to pick up curbside um, for safety and health concerns. An order from outside of Utah for, um, for something that represents Utah is an honor and a privilege to be able to put something like that together. So we're enjoying it. It's not the bulk of our business, and it's a wonderful creative process as it evolves. I hope it will contribute more. But again, we love meeting the people and having the people meet us. I have a lovely, lovely staff of people, um, some here for school, some here as members of the arts community, some retired members of the community who've had small businesses, and it's just a joy to share them. Well, I can hear it in your voice, Uh, Mary. You're obviously very dedicated to this. Mary, we're going to take a a quick break. I have Mary Bulladu Lindsay with me, and she's the owner of Everything Utah. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. 
If you want to hear this interview again, download the KSL News Radio app or listen anywhere you find great podcasts. Just search Mighty Main Street. We're coming right back on KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.